American corn farmers, a proud and chosen profession inspired through generations. Tested, resilient, and committed to giving back as much as they're growing, pushing the boundaries of what's possible with every bushel, while replenishing every increasingly precious resource, like the reduction of soil loss by 40% with every acre grown. In a world where sustainability matters more than ever, we need all the help we can get. And there's no greater resource than the capable hands of American corn farmers. What is going on, Colts Beat Nation? Rondo Griffin, Anthony Gulag, your host, as always. Another episode of the Colts Beat. And really, Anthony, as we're going through our pre show and our pre notes, we get hit with the bomb. So I guess we might as well open it off with that. And Big Q goes down, creepy enough, ironic enough. Apparently, the same foot injury that Carson Wentz got a day ago visits the same expert, is getting surgery at the same time. What, Andy, what's going on with the practice field? What's going on with the team? Yeah, man, I just I just think we're just catching a lot of bad breaks right now. I'm really disappointed to see all the bad breaks we're catching. But, you know, as a Colts fan, I'm, I'm honestly not surprised because with Andrew Luck retiring and all the bad breaks we've caught in the past, you know, I, I figured something would go wrong. And, you know, just a couple bad breaks that we caught. Yeah, you know, like not to be cliche, but bad breaks obviously went, you know, went going down. And we, we saw it on Twitter. Granted, we've seen the jokes from Eagles fans, from NFL fans. It's like, you know, it's like you knew what you were getting. He's injury prone. And like, I get that. And I'm definitely, I may sound panicked. I'm honestly not panicked at all. It, it's more so annoying having to deal with the injury bug. But it happened early. But with the Quentin Nelson thing, and, you know, Reggie Wayne just come out on Twitter now talking about the practice field. So I guess the Colts have changed practice facilities. This isn't the, the place that they normally used to use. So is it maybe a field condition thing? Because two foot injuries back to back, that's something's gotta be a little off. It's a little too suspicious. Yeah, like you said, it's a little suspicious. Um I say that would be the case more on Nelson's part, but um more on, on Wentz's part, I think um I I believe there was a report that said that uh this was a uh, previous like lingering foot injury for Wentz, and he just like re-injured it. So I'm I'm, th I'm thinking that's more of a more uh, more, more of a thing on Nelson's part uh, with, with the uh, uh, field conditions because Nelson was doing fine. Nelson really never had a foot injury like this before, but Wentz has had injuries with that foot in the past. So he just he just tweaked something and then had to had to get the procedure done. So. I think it definitely does play a part, but I don't think it was the main reason. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's that's well put. Obviously, it, in Wentz's case, we we talked about he has a history of injuries. Him cleaning up something that he just hadn't taken care of in the past, you, you'd rather hear that than it be something brand new. But um, really, b before we do kind of talk Colts fans off the ledge, because I, I don't know about you, but I've seen a lot of things on Twitter, fans freaking out, whatnot. I, I've got some points to temper all of your minds on that, but let's talk into logistics of it. So we we know Wentz is going to be out of a timetable in between five and twelve weeks. So now, 
as has been really stated, it, it's Jacob Eason time. It, now's the time to build him up into being the QB1 for this immediate future. Obviously not a long-term thing. So, Anthony, I'll talk to you or I'll ask you. So, w- with Eason, or even just the, the quarterback room as a whole, to, let's talk Let's talk the fans off the ledge. Why should we not worry about this? Uh, we shouldn't worry about this because – we're putting Jacob Eason in a great situation. Um, you know, this this situation is is great for any quarterback to succeed, which is why we thought Wentz was going to succeed. Um, you're coming in with a great head coach. He's going to draw up some creative plays for you. You're coming in with a great defense, a great running game, a great offensive line, even if Nelson's out. Um, we still have at, at guard, we have better backups at guard than tackle. So we're going to be fine with Nelson out. Even if he misses that first week, Chris Reed is going to step in, former Carolina Panther. He's going to step in and give us great snaps at left guard. And and I think that whoever you put in there, quarterback, they're going to succeed. It, it might not be in like – even if it's not going to be for for a great deal of time, because we have a timetable, like you said, we we have a we have an idea of when Wentz is going to come back. And I think all the people on Twitter need to need to chill with all the trade rumors. Obviously, we're not going to trade for Nick Foles, and I think the whole like national media, like asking Foles at the press conference if he wants to, you know, play for Reich, and obviously. Nick Foles wants to come around and play for the Colts, but we're we're obviously not going to do that because if if a if a trade was going to happen, it would it would have happened already. So Jacob Beeson is our guy, and you know he's been in the system for a whole year already. He 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 he's never been active for a game last year though, so he hasn't taken taken any real snaps. So I think people are being too critical on him because it's his real first team reps this year in training camp. So in preseason, it's going to be a telling story of how this is going to go. But whether it's him or Sam Ellinger, uh, I think the story is going to be the same. They're going to get him comfortable in the system. But, like, for example, the timetable is 5 to 12 weeks. So if if Wentz is out, just say, the first week of the season, expect that first week of the season. It's going to be a lot of checkdowns, and JT and Marlon are going to be running the ball like 30, 40 times a game. Like, it's not going to be anything crazy. We're going to do enough to win. We're going to do what's best for the team. So I don't really think that people should be freaking out. I don't think the situation is, is as bad as people think we are. Like, we're not the Jets. We're not the Raiders. We're not just throwing we're not just throwing a quarterback into, like, some crappy situation. As people – and, like, as bad as people around the league say our pass catchers are, like, they're a lot, they're a lot more underrated than people say they are. They're, like, they're a lot better than, than, than people give them credit for. So – I think that I think that people should just you know uh, take their foot off the gas pedal a little bit and just have faith in Jacob Beeson and our and our young quarterbacks. Right, and, and here's the unique thing about the situation, or maybe not unique, but what makes it different as compared to the Jacoby Brissett, Andrew Luck retiring early thing. In, in that off season, or even then training camp, preseason, whatever you want to call it. It was it was always oh Luck's coming back you know Jacoby's just taking the reps for now. To whereas in this case you know Wentz is out as in he's literally not on the field and we have his timetable. It's not up in air. It's not out indefinitely. We we know when the earliest he can come back is. So Jacob Eason because I I think they they've kind of really come forward and already said he's the guy for right now. So Jacob Eason knows right now. With 
a month and a half into the season starting, he knows week one he's under center. He knows that. The receivers know that. The, the whole starting offense knows that. So you take that data, number one. Number two, as you mentioned, the coaching staff, the front office, the team surrounding him. He's got a good supporting cast. We can make arguments that it could be better. You know, you mentioned our receivers not being that bad. Are they up to some of the greatest? Definitely not. You know, maybe middle of the pack in terms of the league. But he's got a good month and a half to get the entire system from a first rep standpoint. As you mentioned, you know, he was on the team last year, may not have necessarily, may not have suited up, always a healthy scratch, but he's been in the locker room. He has been, he has seen the system from a clipboard standpoint. So you can't discredit that. Again, Reich has history of hello, like Colts fans. With counting Wentz, this was year four going into quarterback number four. So it's not like we've consistently had a quarterback there. This is honestly new territory for Colts fans. Normally we're used to being spoiled at the quarterback position, of having that stable taken care of from Manning, a year of Curtis Painter, and then Andrew Luck. So while it's new for us as Colts fans, it is not new for Frank Wright. On, on top of that, Eason is a guy they drafted for the future, a third-round pick. This, while it may not necessarily be the timetable of what the Colts franchise wanted to do with him, but this is, in a sense, according to plan. You've got to obviously fast-forward him a little bit, and really, I'm going to discredit you. Or I'm going to counter your point a little bit, Anthony, about how saying that, you know, week one, you might see a lot of run heavy. I don't think so. Now, I'm not saying Jacob Easton's going to go out there and start gunslinging, but I think just because of the time and preparation he's going to have going into week one, I think you're going to see a regular offense being run. W would we have more carries than passes? Maybe. I'm not arguing that. But in, in terms of, like you said, Colts fans freaking out, oh, let's trade for Nick Foles. Let's go get Derek Carr. Let's go get a Jimmy G. It's not going to happen. You, you, this is the worst time to bring in someone important for that position at this time. You roll with Isom. You know Wentz is coming back at a timetable. And let's not forget the big thing. This team is going to be defense first. So Jacob Isom, Sam Ellinger, whoever suits up under center, doesn't necessarily need to go out there and throw over 500 yards. They really just need to not lose us the game because the defense is going to carry. Yeah, um, I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, what one point that like we both did mention is like Jacob Beeson, a lot of people forgot is that coming out of high school, I'm pretty sure he was the number one quarterback in his class and he was a true freshman starter at Georgia. And like this dude's got a gunslinger of an arm. Like this dude, this dude's just got this dude's this dude's got like a rocket arm, powerful arm. He is raw, but he's but he's like his arm strength is crazy. So we we could see him just like letting it loose on that week one. Um, it, it's just all a matter of accuracy and um, and all that. But it with 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 Jacob Beeson, he's raw and. Just, just throwing him into this situation, I think it's, I think it's really good. But you know, these these guys, these these guys on defense, man. Like you said, we're we're defense first. Um, I know we haven't really talked about it much on this episode yet, but uh, there's been reports like all over training camp and everything, like 
these guys are for real this year. Like, um, a, like a bunch of these, uh, like people in the national media have even been counting out the Colts defense a little bit, um, saying that like, since we lost uh, Autry in Houston, we lost a couple valuable pieces to our defense. But honestly, we 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 brought everybody back. Um, a few people like Xavier Rhodes, like some of our best defensive players, have been on the COVID nineteen list. And these these guys on defense have been tearing it up. Like a bunch of these guys, like Bobby Okereke, a bunch of people uh, thought, how would he do because Anthony Walker is not coming back and Bobby's going to get more snaps. Bobby has been tearing it up. He's been making Jacob Beeson look like a fool. He picked him off twice so far in training camp. Ben Banigou with a healthy scratch a lot last year, former second-round pick. He's really underperformed. People thought, how's he going to come out this year? Ben Banigou has been tearing it up this year. And then we got Quiddy Pay, the rookie. You know, we don't want to put too many expectations on him. But, like, we've we've all been talking about people like Sam Tevy and Will Holden. Um uh, filling in for Eric Fisher so far, he's been giving those dudes the work in training camp. So these guys, these these guys, this, this Colts defense is for real, and these guys are going to be carrying us. So any quarterback that we put into this situation, the defense is really going to be carrying us, like you said, and I'm really confident about how our team is going to do um, in these first few weeks if Wentz is out. Right, you know, and, and even for me, as someone who – personally doesn't really buy in much to training camp and even preseason when it comes to like statistics or how a player's performing, you know, you, you still mentioned it great is that the defensive players in this small sample size of training camp, whatnot have been excelling and whatnot. And really uh, the purpose of training camp is to obviously build momentum chemistry and obviously familiarize, familiarize yourself with the playbook. But it, it, we've both mentioned it. We're going to keep mentioning it. it it's going to be a theme of it. This team was built coming in defense first. When we acquired Wentz, Wentz was never acquired to come and be the savior, the gunslinger, whatnot. As we said on the show where we picked him up and made the trade, Wentz just needs to come in and maybe not necessarily be a game manager, but he just needs to not mess it up. Just like Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers was not brought in to carry us. Philip Rivers was brought in to take care of the ball and not lose us games. And now we, you know, we can make arguments of what he did and did not do in the season, but we did make the playoffs. Maybe not end the way we wanted to, but again, the team is young. It's led defense first. Also, let, let's throw out the thing. So once that with injury, Nelson's out with injury. Are you fans forgetting that we made the Eric Fisher signing? He's not ready for week one either. And now, obviously, I am no doctor. I am no psychic. But it's looking like maybe all three of those guys come back at the same time. That, on paper, boosts our offense and boosts this team to new levels. And let's just be real. How about we all be grateful that the injuries are happening now and not in week 13, right before the playoffs? Because how many times have we seen that, whether with us or other teams around the league? It's a sport of football. You're going to see injuries. It's a physical game. It's a fast-paced game. Let's you know. Let's cut our losses. Let's be real. It's, thank God the injuries are happening now because the last thing you want is those happening late in the season. Yeah, like you said, um, it's, it's really good having, having this happen now than rather late in the season. But uh, I agree with what you're saying, man. Like with uh, Eric Fisher and – 
Eric Fisher and Nelson and, and Wentz are all going to come back at the same time. That's that's just going to make everything like scarier because the first few weeks of the season, if they're all going to be out, we're going to get an idea of how of how good this team is going to be. And all we're going to be talking about is, is potential because we're going to be getting an idea of, of how good we're going to be because we're going to be playing playoff teams, as we talked about in previous episodes, that, that brutal first five weeks. So we're going to be playing against really good teams, and we're going to be standing – I mean, we, we're going to see where we stand. And then we're adding in the best guard in the NFL. And then we're going to be adding in a multiple Pro Bowl left tackle and then a Pro Bowl quarterback into our offense. That's only going to make it better. So we're just going to get an idea of how good we're going to be the first few weeks and then adding them in. We're just going to be talking about potential and how good we're going to be. I just think that People are just freaking out a little too much. I think that we're going to be fine um, with even with all these injuries. I think that we're going to hold up this. Like I said, we're not the Jets or or like the Raiders or anything like that. Like we have pieces, we have a great coaching staff, and we have the personnel to to snag a couple wins while our guys are out. Yeah, you know, it, you, we, we've said it greatly on the show. It's like, we're going to be just fine. It, you look around the league, look at other teams. We're, look, it, it's not ideal, but we're in a good situation here. We can take off the pan and we can sit down from the ledge. We're go- Colts fans, we are going to be just fine. And re- real quick before we even jump into our next topic, it, we just look at the schedule. If you do like a quick math, five weeks, so min- minimum five-week return, that means Wentz and Nelson are available week two when we face the Rams. Now, will that happen? We- we'll see, but that's probably a good time to get those guys back. Week one against the Seahawks, I think you can manage. You you can live. You're probably going to want Nelson though to t- to try to stop 99 on the on the Rams week two. But again, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we're definitely going to need Nelson, like you said, um, against uh, Aaron Donald 99 on the Rams. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think that we can hold up against Seattle. Um, I'm very confident that our first game is against Seattle. Because their offense is really good, our defense can hold up, and they don't have a a great defense. So, um, I think I think that if those guys are out week one, I think that we can survive against Seattle. Yeah, with that, you know. So let's leave it at that. Let, let's talk. Let's talk some positive news. So I mean, first things first. One of our young rising stars got his money. Braden Smith, Ballard got the deal done, and I, I think I can't remember honestly on our show, but I, I think we both kind of estimated it perfectly about the, the number he was going to get. So now he's not the highest paid tackle. Obviously he's, I believe he slots right at number three, if I remember correctly in the league in terms of getting paid, but it's a good deal. He gets his money and we're still cap friendly. So Anthony, you know, let's talk, let's talk about Braden Smith, the money getting done, the deal getting done. And then obviously what we can expect for the next few years of him and Colts blue. Yeah, I was really excited to uh, see this deal done. Um, I think it was well deserved. Um, like a bunch of a bunch of people, you know, like in the national media, don't really know who Braden Smith is, and you know, uh, a, a bunch of people were just like, 
man, like who is this guy? He's he's getting all this money, and then and then more people started putting out the stats. Like he played over a thousand a thousand um, snaps last year and zero snack uh, zero sacks allowed. So you know, considering all of the consistency that we've had at right tackle, uh, I think that he's a really valuable piece to our offense, and I'm really happy that we locked him up for years to come. And uh, I just think it was a really well deserved contract. Yeah, you know, definitely. So. Extends him for four, four years at seventy million, gets a signing bonus of fifteen million, and I was correct. Slots him directly as the number three highest paid right tackle in the league. But obviously, it's a good deal, as you mentioned. A guy very underrated in the in the sports media, and obviously, it, you know, it, it comes at a glorious position. And you know, let, let's be real. The only reason we really know about Nelson is because he's just so loud with his in-game plays, but. You need guys like Brandon Smith. You need those silent guys who excel at their position and aren't getting so much attention because then that means that, well, for the average fan not paying attention, I mean, obviously other teams are paying attention, but it's at a, it's at an important position. We we saw Andrew Luck getting beat up back there. Chris Ballard has made it a goal as he's talking about. He loves the trenches. The battles are one in the trenches, and he has made it his duty to. Whoever it is, protect the quarterback. And Braden Smith, young guy on his team, helps you do that. Yeah, like you said, that that's a really important guy that you need. And with with Braden Smith, he's he he like like you said, he's just a silent guy. He doesn't talk much, but man, he really like just goes out there and performs. And especially we're seeing it now with the injury history. That's definitely a guy that you need to keep long term. With Carson Wentz, even if Carson Wentz is not the long-term uh, starter at quarterback, um, whoever is going to be behind center, you got to you got to keep them healthy. So, uh, Braden Smith is a really valuable piece, and uh, I think it was really important that we uh, uh, locked him up for the next few years. Like I said, definitely, you know, it, it's a good deal, obviously, and it's the first of many to come. Definitely more on this team who aren't due for extensions, need extensions, you know, and hopefully we're making shows in the near future about those guys getting their deals and their money. But so, you know, last, last topic for the show, let's get into it. Let's talk virtual football, Madden, NFL, obviously polarizing video game, let's put it that way. You know, the, so the the player ratings have, have come out, the first player ratings. So we've got a few, actually, I think, I believe at the, time, at the time of this, we've got the entire Colts roster in terms of their ratings. But l- let's talk about the ones that have been definitely been scrutinized, questioned, not just by Colts fans, but even by other NFL players, their peers. So first things first, let's start with the easy one. So Quentin Nelson, obviously highest rated player on the team, gets a 95 Madden rating. But Anthony, how do we? How does Big Q earn a 99? I mean, I, I, I understand he's young. He hasn't been the league long, but it, it's got to be deserved this time, has it not? Yeah, obviously, uh, I think it should have been deserved. Uh, ninety-five or ninety-six, whatever uh, it was, it, like it's not bad, but I think he he's got to be a ninety-nine. I believe he might have been a ninety-nine last year, if I'm not mistaken. But man, I just I just think that he he should be a ninety-nine. He's clearly the best guard in the NFL. Um, like you got like a bunch of these guys in the national media who still think Zach Martin's better than him. But like if you compare tape. Zach Martin is not better than Quentin Nelson. Like Nelson is is clearly the best guard in the NFL. If you if you actually put on the tape and watch the film, don't believe into the hype. Like if you if you actually watch this guy play, he's the best in the game. And and um, I just think that he definitely deserves a ninety nine rating. I, there's only 
a few people that that should have a 99 rating. Uh, I remember, I, I think, oh man, I forgot if it was last year or two years ago. That they, I think they were just like handing out 99s. Like I remember like uh, Aaron Donald got it, which was well-deserved. But I think uh, Stephon Gilmore also got a 99. Somebody else got a 99 who shouldn't have gotten it. But, but Nelson and Aaron Donald are, I think, uh, uh, two guys who consistently both should get 99s every year. Yeah, you know, you mentioned Aaron Donald, deep in the tackle, which is a great segue. One with Donald, personally, j- just give that man a 100 because he's ridiculous. That guy's 99 feels disrespectful to him, as weird as that sounds. But let's talk about the defense tackle position. So Buckner gets a jump. He's in a he's a 92 fund after being an 87 last season, which was ridiculous. Well, now, what I found interesting, though, is Buckner's the fourth-rated defensive tackle in the, in the game. Donald's got the 99, obviously. Fletcher Cox is at 94, and then you got Chris Jones and Buck tied at 92. Now, now Fletcher Cox has been a, a good pro, long career. I don't know if he's still number two defensive tackle in the league anymore. I, I think he's been passed. Don't get me wrong. He is still an elite talent at the position, but I think 94 is too high. I think, I think really you need to switch him and Buckner and Jones. What about you? Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, if you want to make a, a, a case for Chris Jones over Buckner, you can definitely make that. But um, yeah, with, with with Fletcher Cox, I don't I don't really think uh, he deserves to be ninety four. I think he I think he um, he's still a, a quality you know defensive tackle in the NFL, but I don't think he's in that upper echelon tier um, over Chris Jones and Buckner. But that's just my opinion, though. Uh, but Fletcher Cox is a really good player, a Super Bowl champion. But uh, I don't think he's better right now at this point than Chris Jones or DeForest Buckner. Right. And now let's get into the last major one. Continue disrespecting Maniac Leonard because all you do is fuel him and hurt other teams. 89. Now, I'll I'll be be honest. I haven't played – I have not played a Madden video game in probably in the past five years. But you can call me a biased Colts fan all you want, but I I don't care. Darius Leonard has no – business being anything less than a 92 anthony tell me tell me i'm wrong i'll wait yeah man um honestly you know mad ratings every year like i know they're bad they just looked at 2k ratings they're really like disrespectful but honestly like after i saw that um like it's just some of the most disrespectful stuff i've ever seen uh i said it on i said it on twitter too man like i know like People don't like really. Um, they don't really take my opinion on Leonard seriously sometimes because, like, if you look at my Twitter page, like, um, my pinned tweet is like a is like a a, a a tweet a screenshot of a tweet that um, that Leonard um, re- re- replied to me one day because like he's my favorite player, but like the accolades speak for themselves. He's a two time first team All Pro. Uh, one-time second-team All-Pro, like the stats speak for themselves. I don't know where all the disrespect coming is is coming from. Like, I think Warner is like a ninety-four. Like, if you want to rank rank Fred Warner higher than Leonard, fine. But like, he's nowhere near Leonard. Like he he's not that much better than Leonard. Like he's not like in a in a tier like higher than him. There's just a bunch of people that just disrespect Leonard like in the national media. And it's just ridiculous. Like, he should easily be, like you said, a 92. Like, I, personally, I would rate him a 94 or 95. Like, there's absolutely no reason 
that Leonard should be an 89. It's just ridiculous to me, and it's like really disrespectful. Um, obviously, like I was, I was really pissed when I seen this, but you know, it is what it is. He, I just love it, like you said, that he, he, he takes that disrespect and he turns it into motivation. So I, I know that he's doing what's best, and he's gonna fuck, he's gonna, he's gonna turn around, and he's going to, um, he's going to use that, as, he's going to use this as his motivation to uh, get better. Yeah, you know, it's definitely going to be motivation. And obviously, I guess one of the few things that Madden technically does is they the, the ratings do fluctuate. They do go up and down based off season play. So hopefully, obviously, well, one, I think you're definitely going to see a lot of these Colts ratings jump up. I mean, for case of example, like Carson Wentz is a 72. I, I think safely he's not going to end the season down there. You know, there's a lot of players on her quitty quitty pay is only a 73 you know his range is going to go up a, a lot of these Colts range are going to go up you're going to see a lot of things go up in terms of like the, their play how they're rate how they're rated but really to just kind of drive the drive the point home as we talk about on this show Colts fans we can breathe and relax it sounds like panic and doomsday right now but i promise you we got a brighter future on the way and there are better things to come we have nothing to worry about Trust in Ballard, trust in Reich, and obviously let's trust this Colts team because that's going to do it for this episode. First and foremost, thank all you for tuning in and listening. Definitely love what we get to do here. If you are not already, please be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at the Colts Beat, at SIA Colts Beat. We are currently on our rise to 1K. Hopefully we get there before these, before week one does. If we reach a thousand followers on Twitter before week one, we will have another giveaway. I've got plenty of helmets signed by your favorite Colts players of present and past. So keep your minds out for that. Also, be be sure to give the Say It Again Network a follow. We've got a lot of great other content creators on there. Plenty of podcasts, not just football, all topics, all sports. Whatever you're looking for, we've probably got it on there. Give them a follow also on Twitter at SIA Network. And we are also making a transition over to YouTube, so keep your eyes out for that. Give us a follow on anywhere and everything to a podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Buzzsprout, Stitcher, and even then, on behalf of myself, Anthony, everyone at the Say It Again Network, we thank you for tuning in. We thank you for listening. And as always, that is Colt B, and we are out. Searching for the loan that's right for your life or your business? The Bank of Clark County offers personal auto financing, personal loans and business lines of credit, mortgages and business real estate loans, home equity loans, personal and business construction loans, and more. Whether you're looking to upgrade your life or your business, the Bank of Clark County has the loan that fits. Visit your local Bank of Clark County branch or go to bankofclark.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. 
And that's why we call it Cashback Match. Now to recap and say cashback one more time. We match all the cashback you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply.